Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You're listening to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. Of course, we're talking episode 11, Stargirl, and I want to apologize for it coming out late. Uh, I actually was battling an infection in my leg. I had a bit of cellulitis there, and all that bacteria inside of me really kind of wore me down, so I did want to record this earlier. I mean, it is Sunday night. Episode 12 is actually coming out in a few hours on uh, DC Universe, but hey, better late than never uh also because of that uh yeah my voice isn't going to be too great so it might fade in and out um you might hear me struggling to breathe a little bit so i do apologize for that next few episodes i should be a heck of a lot better but let's get down to it and like i always say spoiler alert you have been warned so after the events of uh the last episode brainwave jr you know where do we go from here because i mean it ended on such an emotional i don't know if we say an emotional high an emotional low i mean it just ended on such an emotional event it's like where do you go from here and i think what this episode, Shining Night, did really, really well is, you know, there could have been a lot of things. There could have been a lot of, um, there could have been a lot of time spent on remorse and regret for uh, the epi- the events that happened with uh, Henry Jr. dying. Um, there could have been a lot of time spent on rage and, you know, gearing up and getting ready for war. Instead, really, I would say the theme of this episode is, is heroes come from the places that you least expect it. Or, you know, they don't really always necessarily come from those traditional places. And that's a little unusual to really kind of say in a show that has really, you know, and I've been saying it since the beginning, has a really, you know, strong golden age feel to it. And to, to now suddenly say like, well, heroes can really just come from, I don't want to say anywhere, but, you know, they can come from the places that you least expect them or, you know, not sort of the norms, um, you know. All throughout this season, Courtney has been convinced that the reason that she is Stargirl, that the reason that the Cosmic Staff has chosen her is because she is the daughter of Starman. I mean, she just believes it so deep down. And, you know, I think we as viewers, you know, really, really, I I really think that we want to believe that too. Even though there's a lot of evidence out there really kind of contradicting all that, I really think that with like deep in our hearts, like we want that. We want that for Courtney. You know, she really has that firm belief that the reason that she's doing this, the reason that she is Stargirl, is because she was chosen. It is her destiny to do this, which is like, you know, if, if you think about it with heroes, that's, you know, really kind of like a big origin for heroes. It's usually the child of a hero or somebody picking up the mantle of a hero that, you know, they've kind of inherited and and they have that drive and determination like you know i was born to do this i was destined to do this and courtney really does believe that but the interesting interesting thing is excuse me is that by the time uh, the episode wraps up, we find out that while that might not be traditionally true, it still is true in a way. And I know that sounds really, really weird, but hopefully by the time I wrap this up, uh, it'll make a lot more sense. You know, and if we really want to go with this theme of heroes come from the places you least expect them, we really have to kind of cut back to the last few minutes of episode 10, Brainwave Jr., where Henry really, Henry Jr., I should say, 
really took that stand. You know, if you follow traditional comic book lore, you know, he's he is the son of a villain, so naturally he is going to be a villain. Or, you know, he's the son of a villain, he's also villainous as well, and then at the last minute he realizes that, you know, uh, kind of what he is fighting for, what his father is fighting for is wrong, and he makes that last minute switch. What we saw at the end of, you know, the, the back half of that episode is that Henry Jr. never really believed that. Yeah, sure, in the beginning when his powers manifested and he started watching his dad's tapes and, and his dad was saying, you know, I've read the minds of all these people. People are really, you know, disgusting creatures and they don't deserve to live. And Henry was experiencing that himself. He did start to see that, but Courtney really, you know, got to him early and 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 she really was able to convince him that people are good and you know at the end of that episode when he does make that sacrifice really right before he dies he turns to Courtney and he says you know people are good and, and don't let this change your, your perspective on that so you know this whole sort of theme this episode of you know heroes come from places you least expected or or not kind of following that norm i mean there you go right there really throughout the last two episodes or really more specifically the last episode brainwave jr Henry Jr. was a hero. He was a hero through and through. You know, he he initially thought that it was, you know, Jordan and the rest of the ISA that killed his mother. And, and that's why his father became the person that he is. But to, to find that revelation or to hear that revelation that it was really his father that killed his own mother because his father was worried that he was getting off mission, off the ISA mission. He made that choice. And, and you know, in his showdown with Henry Jr., he said, you know, I made the choice once. Don't make me do it again. That doesn't sway Henry at all. Henry knows that he is on the side of right. And, you know, he went out a hero. And again, you know, kind of playing into that heroes come from places you really least expect it, you know, and continuing on that thought, if we look at, I guess, the latest hero to be introduced, I mean, I feel like he was introduced a few episodes, episodes ago, when he jumped in between Shiv and, and Stargirl. Uh, Justin the janitor, who it turns out is really Sir Justin, who is an Arthurian knight, and that sword he carries around, uh, yeah, that's Excalibur. So, again, you know, Shiny Knight is an established hero. He's one of the seven heroes of victory. You know, you, you go back to the Golden Age of Comics, and then when, you know, current writers kind of sort of revamped it and, and rebooted it, and even watching Justice League Unlimited, you know, that animated series, you know, where, um, Shining Knight did make an appearance in there, and and I'm telling you, when I first saw an episode of Justice League Unlimited and saw him, not you know, just saw the character there, I was like, why do they have Dirk the Daring, you know, from from uh, the Dragon Lair game? Like, why is Dirk the Daring a, a member of the Justice League? And of course, you know, went on to find out who he really is. I mean, and again, that's you know, he is a hero, but not really in the traditional sense. You know, a, a knight of legend. I mean, he came from a realm of dragons and wizards and king arthur and came to our time here and uh you know i mean to me that's not really something we typically see i mean you know i guess you know he will kind of fit that mold of you know heroes coming from unusual places but really the one that really kind of fits that mold is it's well 
it's Courtney, it's Stargirl. And yes, I mean, she's the main character of this show, but you know, this is really where we discover her, you know, this episode is really where we discover her true origin. It's really kind of funny that, you know, this episode is entitled Shining Night and and it's really I think it's 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 called that because Justin is really actually able to start to kind of realize who he is and, you know, based on some of the fractured stories that he starts to tell that, you know, he he tells to Stripesy, you know, Pat Dugan and and the rest of the JSA you know, we get a sense that his amnesia really kind of stems from, you know, the involvement of Dragon King and, you know, just doing a quick kind of research on Shining Knight, Dragon King really was kind of his big enemy, you know, in in the, the, the seven heroes going up against the ISA, you know, given the fact that he has Excalibur. And as we saw in the last episode, Dragon King is able, you know, he's really an accomplished swordsman. Um, it kind of makes sense that the two of them would square off. Uh, also, too, you know, Shining Knight would be the type of person who would fight a dragon, uh, go, go up against magic and mysticism and while dragon king really isn't exactly a wizard i mean he is a scientist who kind of dabbles in some things that really normal science doesn't that could almost kind of be you know if you look at it almost kind of like a wizardry or a rich witchcraft witchcraft type of thing so that really fits there but like i said you know heroes coming from places that we don't expect it or you know coming from you know and and kind of saying that courtney kind of fits that mold even though she's the main hero here and the cosmic staff chose her what we get in this episode is is if you remember uh you know last episode barbara really kind of wanting kind of wanting more clarification i originally thought she was reaching out to sam who is you know according to her and as far as we know this is courtney's dad um you know, reaching out to him, I kind of thought she did it to sort of like, you know, I want to, you know, kind of quash these these silly rumors, you know, or, or these silly thoughts that Courtney's having that her dad is some guy named Starman or, you know, you know, is this hero Starman. Um, I think she she kind of did it. I mean, I think she kind of did it for that. And, and maybe also too, just to really maybe in her own mind, clear up the confusion, because a thought that I kind of had is, is, you know, he would kind of show up because we see him come in in the beginning. I mean, we know it's him. And, you know, my thought was kind of like, he's suddenly going to like tell a story where it's like, he's he's not like the biological father, you know, like some some kind of weird story or something. I, I don't know. I mean, I was still kind of holding out. Again, all the evidence shows that Starman is not her dad, but there was a part of me that was still kind of holding off. I'm like, okay, there's going to be some crazy story here. You know, like Barbara's thinking she's going to get clarification. Like, you know, this is really your dad. Starman was never your dad. And he was going to come in and be like, uh, yeah, no actually he was and here's sort of the events like here's sort of the circumstances but thinking about it now and kind of hearing it out loud i mean that that is really kind of silly but he does come in and he really does clarify things he's like no i'm i'm the dad i'm definitely not star man and we really find out that he's oh god i mean he's a deadbeat he's you know he pretty much ran off on them he pretty much you know abandoned barbara and courtney and you know, he's just really not a good guy. I mean, he talks a good game. He's, he's a hustler. He's a con man. Um, you know, we've seen all throughout the uh, the series, Courtney has that locket around her neck, which has a picture of her dad in it, which, you know, again, she believes is Starman, not this guy, Sam. And we come to find that the reason he came there is he says, you know, hey, I got the email and I kind of figured, hey, you know, I haven't seen Courtney in a while. I really want to reconnect with her. 
he really wants that locket because it's an antique locket and he tells Courtney like yeah I could sell it like I have a matching one you know my grandmother gave it to me and and you know I gave you one I kept one and uh you know now I could sell them and I could put a down payment on the house and you can come out and visit me and I think even Courtney knows that you know this is really a lie that this this is the only reason this is the only value that she has to him is this locket you know she hasn't seen him in years because really outside of this locket it. There's really, she really has to him, she really has no value whatsoever. You know, and maybe getting this email from Barbara, he kind of like it, you know, ignites a light bulb over his head, like, hey, I'm hitting some hard times. Oh, yeah, hey, Courtney's got that locket. It's really worth something. I could make some money off of this, you know, and he shows up and he really talks a good game and how he's so sorry and this and that. And, you know, you can see the look on Courtney's face. I mean, you see the sadness in her eyes, and it's, and, and I believe it's sadness for two things. You know, first of all, for finding out that Starman is not her father at all. And second of all, to see really, you know, the type of man that her father really, really is. And again, you know, I've said it time in, I've said it, you know, time and time again, uh, Luke Wilson here as Pat Dugan does a phenomenal job because after she comes to that realization that, you know, she is not Starman's daughter and her father is pretty much like this... <laughs> deadbeat loser who you know she gives him the locket and i think like the reason she gives it to him is is she's sort of like you know she means nothing to him so for now for her this locket it's totally meaningless and it's almost like you want it you can have it i really don't care um when she comes in after really giving him the locket and you know pat is there and pat's like you know i'm here for you you know you want to yell at me you want to hit me you want to but you know whatever you know i'm here you know take your anger out on me and instead she like breaks down in his arms and you know she realizes that really truly how special pat is you know to her to her family and everything and the thing is, is when she learns that she's not the daughter of Starman, the cosmic staff no longer works for her. So she's sort of like, you know, she says to Pat, she's like, look, you know, see, like, this is really it. You know, the staff thought that I was Starman's daughter, you know, but now the staff knows that I'm not Starman's daughter. See, it's not working for me. This is all just proof of it. You know, it, it's like, she's ready just to pack it in. Like she, she's ready to like, like I am not Stargirl. She tells her friends, um, you know, Yolanda, Yolanda even makes the point. All of them really make the ball except for Rick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I beg on Rick a lot. I don't know. I just, uh, be better, Rick, you know, to quote Superman from uh, Harley Quinn, be better. Um, but, you know, she tells the rest of the JSA and Yolanda's like, look, I'm not the daughter of Wildcat, but, you know, here I am. I'm the new Wildcat. And, you know, uh, Beth says the same thing. She's like, you know, I never met Chuck in my life, you know, uh, the, the original Dr. Midnight. But, you know, I'm the new Dr. Midnight now. Like, you are Stargirl. It doesn't matter that Starman was or was not your father. You are Stargirl. But she's like, the staff doesn't work for me anymore. And, you know, like, she pretty much says, like, look, you know, Brainwave is back. He remembers who I am because there's a memorial for Henry Jr. And in it, he telepathically connects with Courtney. And he's like, you know, he basically like threatens, not threatens her. He challenges her. He's like, you know, come after us. You know, we're going to do something really, really bad. Come after us. And, you know, Courtney's afraid because she's like, well, I'm not Stargirl anymore. She goes home. She tells Pat. She tells Barbara. She's like, we got to get the heck out of here. And, you know, even Barbara, you know, Pat is like, hold on a minute. But even Barbara, and this is, you know, kind of a big, uh, 
I don't really, I really don't want to say it's like a, a big turn of events here, but you know, Barbara definitely has a change of heart and she's like, look, you know, we can't just leave like this town, this area is really in danger. You know, we have to do something. We have to, you know, in the very least we have to warn people. We can't just get the heck out of here and leave it at that. You know, we have to at least warn people we have to do something. And it's Pat that says, you know, she's like, look, you know, the staff doesn't work for me. I can't even protect anybody. And Pat tells her, he's like, look, the staff chose you not because you're Starman's daughter. The staff chose you because the staff believed that you were Stargirl. You have to believe that you are Stargirl now. And she has that moment where she really like reaches within herself and we see the staff ignite at the end. And I mean, I think that's just an amazing scene. Um, Overall, again, I think this is a really, really great episode. Guys, sorry to really keep it short, but my voice is really fading here. I mean, I've been taking breaks and swigging water here, and uh, it's really fading fast. So I'm definitely going to leave it here. So I am going to say, guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Know-it-alls. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. See